The pandemic changed a lot about the way we think about human existence. Whether it further entrenched people in their previously held beliefs or opened them up to new ways of thinking about humans exist and flourish in the world. We had to ask ourselves what aspects of human life are absolutely essential for our own well-being and what could we acceptably relinquish for the short term. The idea of community is one of those things that we had to re-examine in light of the pandemic. Everyone seemed to pivot as best they could to some sort of remote interaction, some with more success than others. In some cases, people welcomed it. Employees enjoyed the ability to stay and work from home instead of commuting to the office. But as things began opening up and people made their way back to the office, there often seemed to be less cohesion in the workplace. Schools went to remote instruction, but quickly saw that the learning experience was not the same without the face-to-face -face interaction between teachers and students. And those are just two examples. As we head out of the pandemic season and reshape society and culture, community is an element of human existence that cannot be overlooked. In this episode, we ask, has our understanding of community shifted? What does it look like to have a healthy and vibrant community post-pandemic? All that and more on this edition of the podcast. We're a forum for discussion on the issues that are ruminating in the minds of churchgoers, but that are often not raised from the pulpit. Too long has the church shied away from grappling with tough questions and nuanced issues. We're your hosts. I'm Riker Zalameta. I'm Lucas Manning. Welcome to Questions from the Pew, where faith and culture meet. Podcast questions from the pew. Yep. A podcast for me and you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should change our uh, that's the new tagline. Tag yep. <laughs> yeah, I think that's <laughs> anyway. Well, great. We're continuing our discussion on the old pandemic, huh? Yeah. Or I guess post-pandemic life. I yeah, should say. Yeah. What our what our world looks like after. Oof after the pandemic or headed out of the pandemic. Yeah. I think it's, for the most part, you know, pretty much yeah. I guess, out of the woods at this point. Yeah, for the most part. I could be wrong, but no, it seems yeah, like I mean, overall that's that's where we are at. Yeah, I think so too. There's definitely st uh, still places I'll walk in and, and people will be uh, masked up and, and that kind of a thing. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think for the most part, I think if you ask the average person, I think they'd say the pandemic is mostly over. But definitely the effects of it are still felt. Mm. Yes, and that's what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Shall right. we? Well, should we uh, go ahead and jump into that first question then? Yeah, it sounds great. All right, let's do it. Question one, has our understanding of community shifted? It's mm. hmm. a great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I'm mean. I'm serious. I'm going to get that 
We're going to get that yeah. uh, printed on a mug or, or a that's shirt. That's an interesting question, mm, honestly. That's an interesting should. question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, I feel like our understanding of community what, like, was in the process of shifting um, even before the pandemic. And then the pandemic just, you know, really drilled things down, you know, which mm. I feel like it did in a lot of different areas. Uh, but, you know... I mean, even before the pandemic, you had a lot of these, like, online communities, you know, like Reddit or, you know, just forums and discussion pages and all these things. MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, not even social media. I guess, I don't know what, I don't know what Reddit is considered. Is that social media? I don't know. Uh, maybe it I is. Think so. Okay, there you go. I, I think what I'm thinking of is more, uh, I guess when I think of Reddit, I, I think of, like, there's community like communities dedicated to specific like situations, so like you know for people who have parents with like you know borderline personality disorder, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. There's like yeah. literally, I think that I think they're literally called communities on Reddit. Um, I'm yeah, I guess I'm not as familiar with Reddit. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not on there a whole lot. Mostly I go there when I have a question about anything and then It's mainly discussion based, right? Like Yeah, so that's all it like is. Discussion threads. Yeah. So there's like little I don't know. I I think they're literally called communities where it's like it just has a title and it's like uh so like a lot like f for instance for like the borderline parent with borderline disorder or whatever. Like it might be like borderline victims is like the mm. community you know what i mean and then it's just like literally a space where people who have similar situations can like talk with each other and help each other out and you know mm -hmm. whatever whatever it is uh and it's not just that it's like like you know video game communities or like right. movie fan community you know it's like every every conceivable thing you know has a reddit page and a, like a reddit community um and so like it does like even before the pandemic, I think it it did fill like a gap for like you know if you're into something but none of your friends are you know mm -hmm. what I mean like um it, at various times in my life I've had you know there are people close to me who are really interested in music and that's what I'm interested in so I can talk about that kind of thing or people who are really interested in Old Testament studies or you know whatever whatever the thing is uh, but then there's been times where it's lacking and so then it it like fills a gap where it's like okay i can i can find and discuss and for me it's more like interest based you know what i mean and mm -hmm. what i'm interested but for a lot of people it's like um you know like trauma or life experience mm -hmm. or you know that kind of a thing so i think we were kind of headed that way and then obviously social media is you know kind of a whole nother beast and i guess by that i mean like facebook and instagram and twitter which mm -hmm. is less like forum discussion based and more so I don't even know like like outward fo fo like focused like you want yeah. like people yeah. look at your page or something like that. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I think we were we were already in the midst of a transition in how you know community is is understood and engaged mm -hmm. with. Um and then obviously the pandemic just made it to where physical interactions were now just not happening. So you know, all we really had were these virtual environments, yeah. uh, which I, I think just kind of sealed the deal, you know? Yeah. It's really interesting, like, so one, one point I guess I'd 
be interested in, given what you've said, um, is how, I guess, meaningful, I don't know if that's the right word, how meaningful people in those communities, these sure. online communities, would say those relationships are sure. um, to them, right? Because, yeah, um, you, you, you know, a group of people could be united in a community based on their interest, uh, but would that put, would they put that, you know, that community at the same level as, I don't know, something more general, um, kind of sure. Or just like something more. Way. Yeah. Well, like, like a community that's dedicated to guitar pedals, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we all like love this thing, but it might not be like a closely held part of our identity right. or something like that. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Like how much of your identity is poured into that community? Yeah. Um, as opposed to, to others, and I guess here I'm contrasting, you know, like a physical face-to-face community, you know, sure. where you, you know, you know, physically meet up and, and have conversations, that, sure. that sort of thing. Well, I definitely know it varies. Like, well, and just like the seriousness of the communities, you right. know, online obviously vary. Like there's, you know, there's communities for like first and second generation immigrant kids, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, and so... Yeah, I do know, like, so obviously, like, people post and, like, you know, do they just interact? And, and that can be helpful. I know I know multiple people where that's been, like, it's been actually, like, a, like a helpful resource. Um, the people who I know who engage with it haven't really, like, uh, like, they're not as meaningful as, like, relationship relationships. But I, I do know that a lot of people, it's, like, a gateway to a relationship. You know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, uh, maybe it's, like you know, Denver, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a community that's not too serious, but not, not too serious. (laughs) I can't think of a good example, but you know, just like, like there's, you know, there's location specific communities, you know what I mean? And then it's like, Oh, I should just meet up with these people because Mm -hmm. you know, we're in the same boat. Um, or we both go to this school and we're both, you know, of this heritage or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, that part of like virtual communities or remote communities, I don't know how, I don't know yeah. what phrase is best to kind of encapsulate all those different yeah, kinds of communities. Either, I guess. Um, non physical communities, I don't know. Sure. Um, what's interesting to me is the generation gap in between that. Because, sure. like, if you say, like you said, hey, these people share a common interest as I do, we all live in the same vicinity, we're going to meet up and hang out. And it, if sure. it develops into like an actual, you know, a. Uh, yeah. A friendship or a relationship or a community in the traditional sense of yeah. the word. If you said that to a generation, you know, before us, yeah, that would be mind-boggling. I feel <laughs> yeah, like people, sure. yeah, I, our yeah. generation and onward, I feel like is a little bit more open to, um, to these kinds of you know, relationships forming in that way than the previous generation. uh, No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a new tool and yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, old dog, new tricks or whatever, (laughs) you know, I think, I wonder if our generation will ever get to a point where it's like, 
because we've gr- I feel like we've kind of grown up, especially people a little bit younger than us, with like a lot of innovation just like in our lives all the time. You know what I mean with like technology and stuff. So I feel like we're kind of flexible, um, but I wonder if there'll ever be a point where we're like, you know, okay, enough is enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't I can't keep doing this. Um, sorry, that was a small little aside, but yeah, I mean, it, there's definitely, yeah, definitely a generational gap. I think like like everything, you know, a new tool comes around and there's great benefits to it. Uh, and and wonderful things that it can be used for, uh, but then also, you know, there's issues that get created. You know what I mean? And that's where like, if you don't, you know, maybe manifest some of these online communities into physical, you know, face to face interactions, which I I think maybe a theme on what we're saying is there's really no replacement for that physical. Mm-hmm human interaction you know it's a tale as old as time i don't know what i mean by that but i just mean we've been interacting physically you know for (laughs) as long as humans have existed so i don't think that you know 10 years of online access is gonna Mm -hmm. you know pull that out of us um but so i think wasn't under sorry oh go ahead i was just saying i think you can use it as a tool to supplement that um and even get some things that like you need and want but like you can't expect your friends who have no desire to talk about that or anything, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to force them to have an interest or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was, there's been an undercurrent of thinking about non-traditional forms of community. Maybe that's the way. We'll yeah, sure. It. Non-traditional forms of community were viewed as almost like a lower means of forming a community or being in a community. Yeah. Um, I think the effort has been to kind of push, uh, push the boundaries of non-traditional communities so that it gets as close as they can be to sure. what you get out of a traditional, um, a traditional community. Sure. Um, You mean like video, video interactions? Like that's a lot closer than just typing on a computer. Right. Or even like if you look at streaming services, right, you can host watch parties on there. Sure. Yeah. As far as I know, that came about in the middle of the pandemic. Sure. Um, I think people might have been happening before, but yeah, I think you're. I, well, I, mean, I don't I think I don't, I don't think like commercially. So like there were streaming services like Twitch and all these other things where right. a bunch of people join a you know maybe one host or whatever and then they right. all watch it and there's blah blah yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. But but yeah, I think you're you might be right. But commercially, as as, like, the option and actually marketing, you yeah. know, hey, you have this option and it's official. Putting a time right. to it, watch party. Like there's a button on streaming services. Yeah. And that sort of thing. I feel like that really if. You know, because I think you're right. Yeah, it was happening in smaller pockets prior to the pandemic. But the pandemic really catalyzed everything in terms of that area. And um, what what was a good option for here? I'm still talking about like streaming services, video streaming services. What was a good option for personalization got twisted again, not twisted, but like pivoted again to that communal side of things. Sure. Um, and being as much in community, even in that kind of like an individual personalized kind yeah. of um, arena. So I think there are 
the goal, whether stated or not, I think is always towards the elements that make traditional community what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't I even know if I can put labels on what elements in traditional community make it a traditional community or give it value. Sure. But there's something about traditional community that non-traditional communities or means of non-traditional communities um, kind of try to get at to varying degrees of success. I think a part of that once again is, is we've just been doing it that way for mm-hmm. as long as we've been humans <laughs> so it's you know I don't I guess that's where one thing is I, I don't think community well I mean I do think that we live in a time where people feel lonely like very lonely um, mm. and I think it's larger than I mean I think it's a yeah it's a cultural understanding of community and, and how it should like how it should shape us or hold us accountable or not hold us accountable or, you know, bend to our mm-hmm. individual whims. I mean, so those are big questions that our whole culture is trying to answer. Um, but yeah, so, but with this, this idea of like online communities mirroring, you know, quote unquote traditional community. I mean, I think it's just, that's like what we'd expect. You know what I mean? And I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think the traditional community thing is ever going to be like fully replaced. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even if you have holograms sitting in a, in a bedroom with you, you know what I mean? And in every way, it seems like yeah. physical, physical interaction other than they're not physically there. Like still, even then it's like, it's still just not the same. You know what I mean? Like right. it's awesome. I hope, I actually hope that that happens one day. That sounds awesome. Mostly because like my, you know, and we'll talk about this maybe more in the, the next question, but like, I have friends who are not physically with me, you being one of them. And so the, you know, the video talking thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> like FaceTime or whatever, video talking thing, that's what it's called now. <laughs> yeah. Video, video telegram. Uh, but I don't know, it's, you know, it's been great to have at least that option. You know what I mean? People yeah. obviously used to not be able to do that kind of thing. So, right. um, yeah, all that to say, I don't think it'll ever fully replace, but I think it will continue to mimic as much as it can, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mimic is a good, a yeah. good, uh, word to use for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also highlights the, um, just in terms of the shifting aspect, like how is that, you know, our community idea of community shifted. Yeah. Um, I think there's a shift towards, I guess, uh, I don't know, greater inclusivity um, in terms of like, you know, people who can't physically be a part of a community um, for whatever reason, you know, um, you know, whether it's disabilities or um, illness or what. Yeah. It could be a a wide variety of different, uh, different things. Um, The, I think that shift to be more aware of those communities um or that that demographic um 
has really been highlighted in this season. And I guess coming from, from my context or our context um, of, of, of churches, I feel like churches really, um, really got on board with, um, with the whole like virtual service, um, virtual church kind of remote communities. Um, yeah. Talk about it more in, in a later, ep- in, in the next episode, but, um, but to do that well, I think is a, is a hard thing to do because yeah, we can sure. have community remotely, but it's difficult. Um, if you want a good community, um, you, you, you've got to put in a lot of, of work to do that. It's not as simple as, you know, put a camera yeah. in, in the room and it's the same thing. Sure. No, agreed. I mean, maybe that's a good transition to question number two. Question number two, what does or should it look like to have a healthy and vibrant community post-pandemic? Hmm. Mm. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think one, I mean, one thing is to make space for, um, obviously there's always going to be, I mean, I think there's always going to be like a physical aspect of community, like there will be physical communities. Sure. Again, the if we're going to use the term, you know, traditional communities, but making space for the non-traditional, um, I think, because to your point, it's that it's not going to go away. Mm. Right. And it's not, um, <laughs> it's not like a, it's, it's not like it's got any inherent morality tied to it. Right. So it's like, if it's, if it's here to stay and people are using it, how can we best utilize it to strengthen community um, in general, um, totally. or how do we need to shift, uh, again, to the previous question, how do we need to shift our ideas of what a community looks like and how do we make space for that? How do we create those uh, communities? So I think that that first step of being, it's almost like coming to terms <laughs> with yeah. the state of, you know, how things are is to yeah be aware of that and kind of make yeah. space for that, be open to it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just, I think that it'll come from like multiple sources, at least in today's world. You know, it used to be you lived in a town or or a neighborhood, I guess. And it was just like, that's where you lived and everybody there was your community. And that's, you know, and to a certain extent, that's still true today. It's not that that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even thinking about my own life, it's like I... I go to these different communities all the time. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm transient between different communities that might not even really overlap. Mm. Um, and I do that both physically and then also, you know, online or, or virtually. Um, you know, I, d- I don't live close to some of my best friends who like, you know, I go to for, you know, every, like, I guess community would be the word. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but they don't live anywhere near me. Um, and so like, that's, you know, technology has made it to where I can actually just talk to them about, you know, whatever we want to right. talk about. Um, so I, I guess to me it's, yeah, obviously you're making space for the virtual, but it's just, I, I don't know, humans just like, we make it work, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even, 
maybe this is getting into the church stuff a little bit, but like even like with my church, and maybe this is a cynic in me, but I, I never feel like when I'm at my church, it's like I'm here because I love the church and I love Jesus. But I don't always like, you know, I'm not like maybe on board with everything that we're doing or like, you know, I don't have the same passions or like drive that's like pushing the church. You know what I mean? And so it's like, maybe I go to another community to like get that, like I, like that, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but maybe just like teaching or like, you know, like even just like the intellectual, maybe like academic side of the Bible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I think the community of the 21st century is like coming from multiple sources. You know what I mean? Uh, and it doesn't mean that it has to be shallow either. Like you can go very deep. Uh, yeah. Just to like in different places in your life with different people. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I guess it, it kind of keeps you on your toes, mm -hmm. but I think it's very possible. And yeah, as you said, I think it can have a virtual or online like element to it. You know what I mean? Right. There is a caveat to that, though, right? Because, like, with opening up the way for non-traditional virtual communities, like, the virtual community can't be a second, it can't be second tier in terms of engagement or even how one views it. Um, sure. Like, I raised it earlier, right? Like, it can't be as simple as, let's put it in the context of a classroom, right? Sure. It can't be just put a, camera in the corner of the room that you can view everyone from and yeah. that make them make that class available to to students sure it's like that's it, it's yeah got, it's, sure. got, it's gonna entail more work than that um, yeah to make it like a good like actual connection right then you'll have to put some effort into making it into that you know what i mean yeah 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 no that makes sense yeah and, and that's definitely yeah, I think I was thinking it in terms of like interpersonal mm. uh, relationships where really just like the, you know, if you FaceTime somebody, it's just the relationship. The quality of the relationship is going to determine the quality of the call That's unless you have yeah. bad internet. <laughs> then you need to go to your local internet store and get more. Ask, ask them for more internet units. <laughs> yeah, tell them Luke sent you. They'll know what <laughs> yeah. that means. <laughs> yeah. Uh Oh, but Luke yeah, sent I, you? Say no more. <laughs> yeah, we have plenty of internet for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think, like, you know, in interpersonal relationships, you know, the, you know, the quality, I guess that's that's an instance where the traditional community has already laid the foundation, you know, quote-unquote mm. traditional, like, has laid the foundation of the relationship, and then you're just continuing it on using the extension of, right. you know, the online forum or, yeah. or like, uh, environment. Um, that's interesting, right? Cause it's like a, a question kind of like a question of like what came first, the chicken or the egg, um, sure. in this case, like what should come first? Like, sure. does the traditional community, again, I guess, broadly speaking, obviously traditional community lay the groundwork for non-traditional, but in terms of forming new relationships, sure. I feel like there are instances of both where the non-traditional community has led the way sure. and it's opened up to like you said earlier yeah people getting Making together and and that turning into a traditional uh community 
Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. I w- well, I think... Oh, yeah. go ahead. No, I mean, that was... It. I was just kind of just raising... Just kind of throwing a thought yeah. in there. I mean, like we said earlier, I, th- I think people are feeling very lonely. Um, and, like, I feel like growing up, you do have a lot of those structures in your life that place you in a traditional community. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You go to school, you see the same students every day in your classes, you, you see the teachers. And to be fair... There's obviously people who homeschool, and, and there's non-traditional schooling. Um, so it's, it's not like that's always the case. But for the majority of students, they are going to school physically, seeing, you know, people. Uh, and then, you know, say the person continues on to, to college, you know, you're in a dorm room, you're literally living with other students, and you're seeing them. So you're in these, you know, essentially like curated communities that have been even the spaces have been made to help you connect with, you know, the people on your floor or, you know, wherever you're living. Um, But then you get out of that and you graduate, whether it's from high school or college and you're done with school uh, and say you get a remote job. It's like, Hmm. in what way, like in what way is the traditional community like leading the, or I guess, the traditional community aspect of it is now not going to be the like the thing that leads you to connect with people. You know what I mean? Because you don't. Right. There's no structure that'll put you in those situations. Uh, and I think um, I think that's an issue a lot of people our age uh, and a little younger and a little older are finding is it's you know especially uh, and not just people who work remotely, especially them. But people who work, too, I mean, you might just go into work and maybe there's some people you like, but maybe not. You know what I mean? You, you don't know. Uh, <laughs> or, like, people you connect with. Uh, so there's this loneliness where it's like there's no there's no community structure, you know what I mean, where you can go and be with people. And so that's where I do think kind of the non-traditional might be an option where it's like, yeah, you know, go to a Reddit forum and f- what's something that you like to do? That's a good place to start. Or what's a common experience uh or even you know yeah like a a church obviously church can fill that that role or whatever potentially you know a lot of them are and we'll talk more about that later but i don't know the online environment is a good way to connect you to people who then you can have the you know traditional communal Mm face-to-face interaction i think if it's used right yeah yeah that's uh, i guess that's the big if right right I don't know if I have anything anything else to that. Really, it's setting us up for, I feel like with, with this series especially, yes. um, maybe it's due to our masterful planning of the series. But, <laughs> Potentially. Uh, <laughs> but uh, every episode is kind of leading up to the next. Um, so I think this yes. is a good setup into, you know, a, a context that the two of us are both familiar with. That is the church um, yes. context and how the ideas of community have been shaped by or have been shaped in the middle um, of the pandemic. Uh, So yeah, Yeah. that's what uh, we're going to be talking about in the next episode. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do so on Patreon. It's just www.patreon.com slash questions from the pew. If you can't support us financially, please give us a good rating or review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on and that will help others find our podcast. Also, please comment and ask questions. You can do that by following and messaging us on Facebook or Instagram. 
You can also leave us a short voice message or text message at 312-725-2995. If you do leave a voicemail, please keep it under 30 seconds and tell us your name and where you're from. We'd love to include your voicemail in our Q&R episodes, but if you prefer for us not to, just let us know and we'll include your question in another way and without giving your information. The same goes for any messages you send us on social media or through text. This has been Questions from the Pew, a podcast in the World Outspoken Network. To learn more about World Outspoken and its mission to prepare the Mestizo Church for cultural change, visit www.worldoutspoken.com. For Questions from the Pew, I'm Riker Zalameta. I'm Lucas Manning. We'll see you next time. Bye.